Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Podcast. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart. I'm Dr. Daryl Hackbart. In today's episode, we're going to talk about plantar fasciitis. So I know this is a common problem with runners, but there's a lot of people just day-to-day that are on their feet a lot that end up developing issues with their feet. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how we can help. Yeah, and, and it's getting, it seems like it's getting more and more common all the time. I, I have um, older folks even, and it kind of surprises you know, they're not on their feet that much. And and um, but plantar fasciitis, if uh, if you don't know what it is, is it's uh, real pain and tightness on the bottoms of your feet. And what happens uh, a lot of times is it gets so sore because that's so tight in there. And um, it just sparked my uh, thought process a little bit because I had a patient this week and and uh, she's had plantar fasciitis and pain in her feet for a while. And I. I've been seeing her for a while, and I didn't really even know that. And she just happened to bring it up. Can you help something with this? And it was mm-hmm. so I did a little hunting and adjusted something different. And I saw her yesterday, and she goes, "It's gone." Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing if you get on the right one on plantar fasciitis, um, how it can help. So what we do is typically, um, you know, someone has lower back problems. Say L five is the very lower vertebra is the one you might adjust or so. But what happens a lot of times on these people, you're adjusting the sympathetic, and it sympathetic is um, the flight-fright part of the nervous system, and it speeds things up, it, um, it kind of contracts things, and so on. So from C6 to L5, clinically, Dr. Gonstead found that that affects the sympathetic nervous system. In other words, it would increase its influence. Well, something like plantar fasciitis that those legs can get tighter and tighter and tighter and you might need to go down and adjust the parasympathetic now the parasympathetic is anywhere from like from c5 up at the upper neck and in the pelvis and the and specifically the sacrum for plantar fasciitis and so that's what we have found uh, with this particular lady i thought well let's just poke around we've always adjusted her l5 and I started poking, and S1, nothing, S2, nothing, S3 was really tender. I mean, she jumped out of the chair. I was like, oh, well, let's adjust that and see what happens. And that's the neat thing about being specific with the Gonstead work is you can adjust one specific vertebra, and you'll know exactly what to do next time or even what not to do next time because mm-hmm. if they would come back worse, you know to stay off of that one. Usually you're one too high on that situation. But you're talking from the L5 to the S3 is on that person is maybe three inches, two inches, something like that. It's not a big difference. And so you have to be specific with your contact and you have to not just rattle the spine and move a bunch of things and you're not going to get any results. The other thing on that was is um, we found through the years that if it's uh, one side, uh, a lot of times it might be a hip, specifically if they have a PI or an EX listing. It's a certain way the hip misaligns. 
and uh, if you adjust that area a lot of times they'll get results of that if it's both feet it's almost always what i have found to be uh, the sacral problem and you need to touch on those sacral tubercles and it might be s1 s2 s3 even like you your, your son you've adjusted s5 before mm-hmm. so yeah and it's interesting because um you know you can have symptoms like cramping in the legs even and the the hamstrings or the calves can also um, be contributed by that sacrum and a lot of times people that have those types of cramping issues sometimes they'll start to develop plantar fasciitis as well Um, but the other interesting thing is that the sacrum is actually when we're young it's five separate segments and so by the time we're in our 20s that thing um, eventually fuses together but uh, so there's some some differences in opinions between even chiropractors on whether or not you're adjusting the whole sacrum or you can affect one single segment. And we've definitely seen that over the years clinically that if we're on S2 versus S3 or S5 versus S1, it definitely affects the body differently. Mm-hmm. So even though it's technically a fused bone, it's the tailbone altogether, there's actually five separate segments to be able to focus on. And they have what's called a rudimentary disc. So in the lumbar spine, you have big pads in between each bone. gives you that full range of motion. The sacrum is not meant to move like the lumbar spine, but it still has these rudimentary little tiny spaces between each segment. So we call it, we still call it a disc. And actually, if you have an MRI and somebody has a herniated disc, you can actually herniate a sacral disc. And you can see that on an MRI. Um, so there is some differences between the segments there. And there's some... Uh, ability of that sacrum to move at the different segments there to some degree so when we're poking along the sacrum or that tailbone we're looking for where that swelling is actually coming from because you can actually feel along the tailbone and find swelling way down at the bottom around the the fourth or fifth sacral tubercle or the third tubercle versus the first one you know and and that's how we decipher uh, where we're going to be on that sacrum because a lot of times you know you're running the scope you're not going to get a really clear reading down on the sacrum. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to hunt through the lumbar spine, hunt through the hips and the SI joints, hunt through the sacrum to find the swelling. And that's why the Gonset system is so handy because it's so precise and you're hunting and you're using all these findings to find the subluxation. You're not not just feeling where things are a little bit tight here and there and and you know exactly what you did the previous time, so if they didn't get results, you know where to move next yep. um, and start to rule things out. So it's a process of elimination. Yeah, and usually with the vertebra, you'll feel lack of motion in the uh, one that's misaligned. With the, of course, you can't really motion out the sacral tubercles, so you really do rely on that uh, tenderness, the swelling and tenderness, and you really got to get in there skin on skin and poke with your fingers. Uh, you're probably not going to feel much through the through you know through the pants so again the gown is really important on that for ladies and for guys to have their shirts off so you can get down there and get skin on skin and really see what you're feeling and that kind of thing Um, the other thing I was going to say on that too what happens when you adjust that parasympathetic that sacrum or the anilium is it relaxes it relaxes the nerve it relaxes the muscles Um, Dr. Gonstead found that with patients, uh, say, uh, cerebral palsy, for instance, they are usually in a contracted state with their hands. And if you would just adjust the parasympathetic in that situation, usually it was the upper neck, that alone would relax those hands. And so that's what I think it helps with the, the plantar fasciitis. It relaxes that muscle all the way down into the, the ankle and the foot. And so they can extend that 
better. And so then, you know, they've probably been given um, some a few stretches to do and, and, and also to roll something underneath of that. And But until you get that musculature to relax and the tissue, the nerve to relax and the tissue to relax, none of that stuff does any good. And we, we give them some stretches to do also where they need to stretch that Achilles down there and that calf down in there. But it's crazy. Once that's relaxed and they can stretch that out, they're all of a sudden walking on their heel in a different spot. It's not so in a contracted state. It's relaxed and that those toes can come up and it won't um, bother the musculature near as much. Yeah, and you think about what they're trying to accomplish with PT or whatever they're doing to try and relax that muscle. The plantar fasciitis name comes from the plantar muscle down on the bottom of the foot. So plantar fasciitis is when the muscle's been tight for so long it's inflamed the fascia and the soft tissues down there are inflamed so what they're trying to do is you know whether it's a i've heard frozen golf ball and i've heard tennis ball and the, you know they're rolling on that muscle to try and get it to relax so they're in essence trying to do the same thing as we're doing they're just say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coming at it from a different angle. They're mm-hmm. looking at the outside and approach. How do we change that muscle and try to get it relaxed? Whereas we're trying to say, okay, why is that muscle contracted for so long in the first place? There's a problem. There's a root cause that we're trying to get to the bottom of. So we're being investigatory and trying to really solve the root cause instead of just working on the outside in approach stretching, rolling, those are all good things to try and keep that muscle relaxed as much as possible. But if you don't get to the root cause of why that muscle was contracted for so long in the first place, then it's going to continue to come back over the years. And, uh, I mean, again, working with the nerve roots of the spine and the sacrum and the SI, where the, um, the, the nerves leave the, the sacral joints and the, the SI joints and wrap around, that can all affect um, how the musculature is, is working. I mean, I've even had plantar fasciitis patients where I ended up adjusting a bone in their in their foot, um, a first metatarsal bone that had gotten lifted out of place. So it was it was raised too far up and it wasn't moving the way it was supposed to, and that was affecting the mechanics of the foot and how that was actually striking. So they were striking the ground differently when they were running, and it was causing undue stress on that the the plantar muscles of the foot. And plantar muscles, I mean. Just to make it really plain and simple, plantar muscles are what gets your your foot up on its toes. And when you push off of your toes, you're using those plantar muscles to really accelerate. So mm-hmm. whether you're walking all day at work or you're a runner or a sprinter or whatever, um, you're using those muscles more than um, somebody who maybe has a desk job or somebody who's not in sports or whatever. But again, you have to get to the root cause. You can't just treat the effects. And usually on those patients with the, that it's coming from the spine is they'll say it's worse when I get up in the morning. In other words, I haven't used it all night long. Why would it be worse in the morning? And so that gives you right away a clue in your head. Oh, that might be something that's swelling and putting pressure on a nerve. Because typically discs and, and joints will swell some overnight as it's just laying there. And as you're working, moving around, working the joints, it tends to work that fluid out of the joint. So a lot of those plantar fasciitis patients, yeah, they might stand all day at work 
work and that kind of thing. But they say, when I wake up in the morning, that seems to be the worst. The other thing I want to say, too, there is, is you know, you'll have a patient or some a doctor will come in and say, hey, I've fixed a couple of plantar fasciitis adjustment, um, patients with L5 adjustments. So when we're talking about adjusting certain areas, we're usually thinking that when there's pressure on the nerves, it's inhibiting that nerve down the leg. So, um, but there's sometimes when there's a misalignment and it actually excites the nerve, so it increases um, the nerve impulses. So in other words, if you um, uh, adjust uh, L5 and it's a, in an excitability state and you adjust that and it makes it down to more relaxed, it does the same effect. And so you can't always just use a recipe and say, okay, plantar fasciitis, both feet, it's got to be S1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It might be L5. If you find your findings at L5, that's what you have to adjust. But what's neat about the Gunstead work again is if you adjust that L5, clear it out, and it's you got it to a point where it's got good motion, there's no tenderness, there's no reading on L5, and they still have the symptoms, then you know to move on. Yeah, I think that, again, that's... That's the beauty of the Gunstead system and what's given me confidence. I mean, I've only been in practice seven years. You've been in practice 35 now. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, even a, at seven years out, the, the system that we follow has given me confidence in taking care of those patients because it's not like we're perfectly fixing plantar fasciitis cases, the first adjustment every time. But we know with a, a high amount of certainty that we can help those patients to some degree. Now, we don't know how long it's been there, what kind of damage has been done to the nerve roots or the, the muscles, and it may take some people a few months to get over it. Well, it even, take... even the healing ability of that person's body. You right. know, if they're way overweight and diabetic and they're just not a healthy person, they heal slowly. Right. But we know there's a process at least to follow so that as we're starting to clear the spine and the nerves, we're using the scope um, so that we can see the nerve pressure changing and going down as time goes on. And so we know once we clear something, if the problem's still there, we need to keep hunting. And uh, so it's just some people, you fix things really quickly. And some people, like you said, Doc, it takes time because their body has been, um, their health has been compromised for so long that they're just not a, a fast healer. Um, but the, the Gonstead system is... Um, just an amazing tool to be able to use because you have a system to follow. I mean, just like a mechanic with a car, they have a system to follow so they can go through their checks to make sure that it's not this. And if they that all checks out, they move to the next step. If that all checks out, they move to the next step, and eventually they find the cause of the problem. Yeah, that's a good point. The car don't start, check the battery. If, if that's not a problem, then you will check the starter and, and so on and so forth. But... Um, um, the other thing on those patients, too, is a lot of times they're just really tight in that calf, and you can feel that tightness. And if after you adjust them and they come in, you can have them even feel it, and they'll say, yeah, that is really tight in there. And then after you adjust them and they come in a couple of days, and they'll feel that calf, and it, you can you can feel a difference in the calf. It's not so contracted and tight. And um, patients will kind of get to the point where they can feel, my legs are just tight, and um they'll know to get that adjusted because it just releases things. I know that's happened myself. There's times where it's like, man, my legs just feel tight in the back, and I need to get that adjusted, and it just relaxes the muscles in the back. And you can imagine with uh, athletes, you know, if that's going on, they may not have plantar fasciitis, but they're not as coordinated with their leg muscles, and it's going to affect their speed and running and coordination and that kind of thing. Not as much power output, so they're, you know, they're power lifting and, and doing things for explosive movements. You know, it's, it's obviously going to hinder that. 
one one really um, easy thing that you can try at home just as a, a home remedy is try, you know, if you're having issues with cramps in the legs or plantar fasciitis, try sit down one night, um, you know, when you're calming down for the day and put some ice on your tailbone. Mm-hmm. Sit there with the ice on for about 30 minutes. Um, sometimes, you know, if it's bad enough, every once in a while I'll just put it on my low back or something as I fall asleep. But um, do that for 30 minutes in the evening and see if that doesn't make a difference in relaxing the muscles. And, and it, it seems counterintuitive to ice somewhere where there's not pain, but sometimes the pain is not exactly where the problem is. Um, and sometimes if you get some ice on that to get the swelling down where the actual root cause is, sometimes you'll actually see a, a small amount of change there. And if that's the case, then... Um, you need to get in, see your chiropractor, yeah. try to find a Gonstead doc that can work with that. So, Yeah, and even when we adjust it, like this lady, that's the first thing I tell them. It's okay, go home and put that ice down way down low in the tailbone area below the belt line and really ice that sacrum up really good and get that swelling out of there. And and um, like you said, do it for, before bed because a lot of times their worst time is in the morning when they wake up. And um, Heat the muscles, ice the spine. You, know, you can yeah. put heat on the on the muscle on the foot, and that might relax it. But if you put heat on the spine, it's going to start causing the swelling to expand and and get worse on the spine. So you want to try and ice on the spine and heat muscles. Yeah. So just uh, exciting things on on the front this week and, and plantar fasciitis. Wanted to share some of those things. So. Absolutely. So if this is something that resonates with you. You've had plantar fasciitis for a while, or you know somebody that's struggling with things like that. Uh, make sure to point them towards our podcast or try to help them find a, a Gonstead doc that can give them specific chiropractic care. It can really change a life. So that's all for today. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart. I'm Dr. Daryl Hackbart. Bringing you the Gonstead chiropractic and wellness principles so you can live the best life possible. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.